from San Francisco and the KPFA studios in Berkeley. This is Flashpoints. I am Sarah Blanco, sitting in for Dennis Bernstein. Today on the show, honoring Indigenous Peoples Day, you will hear sounds from when we were reporting in person this morning from Alcatraz in San Francisco. Even if you tuned into the Radio Free Alcatraz live broadcast this morning, you have not yet heard most of what we will hear this hour. As Tony Gonzalez and I check in with guests on Alcatraz. Plus, you'll hear music that was played on Alcatraz, but you didn't get to hear it during this morning's broadcast. We start off by checking in to honor the Ohlone land that KPFA Berkeley is on, and we check in with Morningstar Gali about the crisis that is missing and murdered Indigenous women and Two-Spirit people. Stay tuned. You're listening to Flashpoints, and I'm Sarah Blanco, sitting in for Dennis Bernstein. It's important for us to acknowledge the people who were here before us. Spending time with us today is Karina Gould. Karina, welcome to Flashpoints. Thank you so much, Sarah. My name's Karina Gould. I am the, uh, the tribal chairperson for the Confederated Villages of Lashan, on whose territory KPFA sits on one of the many territories of our tribal lands that we have an unbroken tie to for the, for since the beginning of time. Our tribal um, area consists of five Bay Area counties, Alameda, Contra Costa, San Joaquin, Solano, and Napa. And our tribe is actually a confederation of five of those tribal people that were enslaved at Mission San Jose in Fremont, California. So today I welcome you from our tribal territory of Huchin, uh, greater one of the um, areas in the East Bay that we have always been tied to. And it's a great honor to be a part of this Indigenous Peoples Day celebration and gathering of Indigenous minds and, uh, and people that celebrate and work with us in our traditional territories. It's important, I think, for us to acknowledge the ancestors on whose land we're at, no matter where we are on Turtle Island, that we know who those indigenous people are, who have been the caretakers of that land, who lived in reciprocities with the waters and all that was created there, the languages of those folks, and the real importance of working in true relationships with the people on whose land you're on. Thank you, Karina. And you do a lot of work with the protection of the shell mounds. Could you tell us a little bit about that work at the moment? And are there any gatherings in person or virtual or events that you'd like us to think about this day? Yeah, there's so much going on right now in Indigenous communities. There are people that have, are fighting and standing up for sacred sites around the world and the, for the sovereignty 
and also for our Mother Earth. And I think it's important for us to acknowledge those great leaders across the world that's doing that work, both in Turtle Island and in other places. We have our relatives that are in the Pacific that are fighting for their sacred sites and for sovereignty. We have our relatives that are in the Amazon that is standing up for the lungs of our, our earth. You know, we have um, people that are being oppressed in different places um, across the world. And so there are many different things. But here in the Bay Area, the work that we have been doing for the last two and a half decades or more is around the sacred site protection of our shell mounds. And in the Bay Area, the shell mounds were not just our burial sites, but they were places of villages and ceremony and landscapes that were here um, before colonization. And I also love to look at the Bay Area and think of it as a different kind of a landscape that little uh, more than 200 years ago, uh, the landscape began to change in drastic ways. And everything we see in the Bay Area right now, the asphalt and cement and buildings are really young. Our shell mounds were over 5,000 years old, according to archaeology, but we believe that we were created here as a part of this part, this part of the world, that this land that we've never had an unbroken tie to. The shell mound that we've been working on for the last five years was actually designated as a landmark 20 years ago by the city of Berkeley. It's called the West Berkeley Shell Mound on 4th and University, and it looks like a parking lot to many people's eyes, but for us, it was the very first place that our ancestors created a fishing village along the bay where Strawberry Creek ran into that, um, into that water. And my ancestors began to bury with ceremony our ancestors. Many people tomorrow on uh, um, Indigenous Peoples Day will go to Alcatraz Island for a ceremony, a sunrise ceremony. Actually, for us as Ohlone people in this part of the world, we believe that Alcatraz Island was a place that our spirits went for four days after they passed away. And we had ceremony here on the lands for them. And at the end of the fourth day, as the sun was setting, we believe that our ancestors go through what we now, what is now known as the Golden Gate Bridge, the Western Gate. It's a part of our cosmology, it's a part of the way that we have believed for thousands and thousands of years. And so we actually didn't, as uh, our ancestors never went to Alcatraz in the human form, but as a spirit form. So we know that people will be celebrating there and offering prayers there to the four directions for all people that now live in our territories, for all people um, that do this, this incredible work. Um, and so that's a beautiful way to do that celebration and gathering. And I know since COVID, many people have not been able to gather. Some of my family will be going out there. Um, I still am not gathering in those large spaces um, today. You know, one of the things that's happened that's incredible over the last few months is that our tribe has actually been doing a lot of work with city um, with city uh, councils and trying to figure out how do we begin to repair some of the wrongs that have happened in our territories? How do we begin to work in reciprocity for our lands? How do we rematriate land? Um, and how do we do that together as sovereign nations, be tribal, uh, our tribal nation with the city councils that are now in charge of lands that we have always been on? And on Indigenous Peoples Day, the first city in the Bay Area will be raising our tribal flag um, in, on one of their flagpoles, and it will be there um, for um, forever, we hope, 
um, but it is a part of a relationship building with the city of Albany. And that ceremony will happen at 3.30 and, um, on, in Albany. And so we're lucky that, you know, that we've been able to work with the city council to do that, but also to look at different ways that the city councils in the Bay Area can begin to pay Shumi. Um, and that's a gift in our language to the Segorite Land Trust, a way for us to rematriate land in our territories. We are working with the city of Alameda, who was the first city to do such a thing and change the name of a park from Chochen, uh, from um, Andrew Jackson Park to Chochenyo Park as we are looking across the country to take down these horrific histories and uplifting these oppressors and colonizers um, across this land. Um, the city of Alameda is doing that. We are working um, with those that have been oppressed by um, uh, the, the DA in Marin for taking down a year ago the Junipero Serra statue. And we'll be doing a, uh, we've been doing a press conference at 10 a.m. to support the IP5, those indigenous people that took down that Junipero Serra statues that really um, is the violence that happened to California Indians when the mission period happened. And that we cannot continue to uphold the hatred in these places. Um, we have our relatives from Oak Flats that are coming out um, the week of the 18th through the 22nd. There'll be an intertribal prayer on the 21st. They go into Ninth, uh, Ninth uh, Circuit District um, Appeals Court on the 22nd. And we hope to have them as well as folks that have gone to D.C., in support of stopping Line 3 and Line 5 and the West Student uh, people that are fighting in Canada to, um, to keep these oils out of, um, from coming up from the ground, from going across our waterways. And it's not just Indigenous people's waterways. We have to understand that we all collectively share in these waters, that it's for the protection of all of the next seven generations and beyond when people are indigenous people are standing up for these fresh waters to be protected. It's not just for indigenous people, it's for everyone. And so we um, hope to gather at the West Berkeley Shell Mound on the 23rd to bring all of these uh, issues together to uh, educate people if they, they don't know what's happening around these issues um, and hoping to gather support from all people um, from all walks of life to um, to help us to save our earth, um, the only one planet that we have to live on. Thank you, Karina. And we support the work that you do by letting our listeners hear. And so while you're no stranger to flashpoints, it's so important to be reminded of the importance of all of these fights. And sometimes we might say to ourselves, well, there are so many. Take a moment and breathe and learn as much as you can, and you'll find that you'll identify whether you're um, identifying as indigenous or not, you can identify with a cause because it does all ultimately uh, affect us all. Thank you very much for speaking with Karina Gould. Thank you, Karina. Thank you. On Flashpoints with Morningstar Galley. Morningstar Galley is no stranger to Flashpoints either. Today was the celebration on the Rock for Indigenous Peoples Day. Morningstar Galley, welcome to Flashpoints. Shimi Senwi, and happy Indigenous Peoples Day. Thank you so much for having me on again. I'd like for you to talk a little bit about missing and murdered Indigenous women and Two-Spirit peoples. 
we're talking about this in the context of how we as listeners can help. Tell us about this sad tragedy that you and so many others are working to to change the tide on. Sure. So the crisis of missing and murdered Indigenous women and relatives has been occurring to Indigenous peoples um, since the point of contact. So here in California, for example, we have been dealing with the situation of, of MMIW and Indigenous women going missing and being murdered at exponentially increasing rates. It was since the time that there were bounties placed on our heads in the times of the gold rush um, in, in the 1850s and when um, Native peoples were being hunted down. And so especially with Native women um, that were trafficked, that were imprisoned, um, this has been an ongoing issue of an exchange of Indigenous women's bodies for stolen land. Tell us a little bit about how important it is to learn more about this struggle and how the community could come together because we know that when the news picks up on one high profile case, often a European American who goes missing, everybody's hearts are broken. It seems like lots of people come out to search, but how we need to be able to, to harness that energy for every single person that goes missing. And also really, um, so that's one issue, right? Being able to, to come together and learn about that's, to, that's one issue. We need to know first and foremost that people are missing in our community. What other issues in addition to that are, are making this crisis worse? Well, I'll share that for California Indian women, um, for California Indigenous peoples, every day is a fight for visibility. Every day is a fight against erasure. Every day is a fight for telling the truth in history. And so on a day like today, where for so long it was celebrated of, you know, colonizers so-called discovering us um, when we very much know that we've always been here in terms of addressing the issues of MMIW, addressing the issues of how it's reported um, within the mainstream media of Indigenous women, that there's a lot of victim blaming, that there's a lot of finger pointing, there's, you know, if it's reported at all, it comes across as, well, what did she do to get herself into this situation? And so on Tuesday, October 12th at 10 a.m. in front of the KTVU building, we are holding a press conference and rally in collaboration with Communities United for Restorative Youth Justice. And this event is Invisible No More, Stolen Bodies on Stolen Land. Um, and we are condemning the news outlets, such as KTVU, for the underreporting and silencing of the stories of missing and murdered Indigenous women, girls, and relatives. And we have a list of demands that KTVU address the silencing of these stories and provide support to the families of those that have been disappeared and provide the exposure that they deserve. And so this will be the first time that we will have the family of Bessie Walker there. Bessie Walker is from Big Sandy Reservation. She was found, she was found murdered just a couple of weeks ago. And unfortunately, Fresno County um, authorities, Fred, Fresno County sheriffs um, did not conduct the proper investigation. And so this is just a repeated 
issue. We know um, in terms of very similar circumstances with Khadijah Britton, with our relative Jessica Alva, with so many here within California that whose stories have not um, received the the coverage that they deserve. And so we're asking for folks to join us October 12th at 10 a.m. in front of the KTVU building. It's at 2 Jack Linden Square in Oakland. Thank you, Morningstar, for all of your insight and for all of the work that you do. I know that we've covered um, some of these stories on Flashpoints and we will continue to do so and we can follow up about that press conference as well in the coming week. I just wanted to add, we are very appreciative of the coverage that has been provided by Flashpoints, that has been provided by La Onda, that has been provided by um, journalists such as yourself. And, you know, that's really what we have to depend on is, you know, the alternative medias um, is KPFA to be able to provide this, the coverage to these stories that so often um, gets missed within the mainstream media. Thank you very much. We've been speaking to Morningstar Galley. Anything else you'd like to say in honor of the families and those who are missing or, or those who are murdered? Sure. We call on the listeners out there to uh, call your local media stations to contact your local representatives and, you know, and help us to ensure that the issues of Indigenous peoples are receiving the coverage that they deserve, that this is one of many issues um, in terms of Indigenous Peoples Day, in terms of um, all of the truth and history efforts um, that we uh, work so diligently on to, you know, ensure that our stories are being told um, by our own voices. So thank you to Sada. Thank you to everyone at KBFA that has um, that is committed to this effort. Gracias, Morningstar, and uh, I hope that it is a very good week indeed. And thank you again for all your all your work. Thank you as well, Sisulai. Bye for now. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. In honor of missing and murdered Indigenous women and two-spirit peoples, the song Red by Ray Saragoza.
This is Sada Blanco sitting in for Dennis Bernstein on Flashpoints, joined by Tony Gonzalez from AIM West and Madonna Thunderhawk. Thank you so much to the two of you. We're going to let Tony chat with Madonna Thunderhawk as we here are here on this beautiful morning. Thank you, Sada. Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, uh, today, Monday, uh, October. Indigenous Peoples Day. It's a very significant historic uh, where a name change uh, has occurred to, uh, to call it this and many cities uh, across the country. In fact, some states are declaring Indigenous Peoples Day. And let us not forget the, of what it actually means on this day, what we changed it to. It's 529 years of Indigenous Peoples resistance to colonization here in the Western Hemisphere. Across the Americas, it's celebrated in some places called Dia de la Raza or uh, other names, but it's Indigenous Peoples Day. It's a, it's a reclaiming land. Uh, and uh, this is what we're talking about, the land back uh, movement and that kind of theme. And and with that, Sada, I, uh, I have, uh, we have here Madonna Thunderhawk, uh, co-founder with uh, Women of All Red Nations back in the 
uh, early 60s, uh, 70s, and uh, American Indian Movement leader. Also, a documentary that just uh, came out in 2019, uh, Warrior Women, and uh, uh, it was halted somewhat because of the pandemic uh, last year. But Madonna, uh, being here with us, want to take an opportunity if you share with us what's going on in uh, South Dakota, North Dakota, and particularly with the uh, extractive industries and the Dakota Access Pipeline. Where is that at this point, if I may ask? Well, first of all, good morning. Um, I'm, I'm really fortunate to be here. Uh, I'm really glad to be here. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I was one of the original uh, occupiers, you know, of the back in the day. Um, so it's always good for me to come back, you know, and touch base, you know. And uh, so I'm really thankful to be here. But yeah, there's a lot of action going on, a lot of things going on at home, back in the Dakotas, and also uh, Minnesota. Our relatives up in northern Minnesota still fighting the, you know, Line Three pipeline. You know, pushing through and going through their their uh, their uh, territories where they have their wild rice. You know, that's that's their. Uh, their main traditional food and, and they still they still harvest and so they're fighting the pipeline so we're in support of, of trying to shut that down but we also have um uh, the a dapple pipeline is still still operating you know still pushing oil uh but um we had good news past the week where uh kxl pipeline is dead that zombie pipeline is dead gone you know the, all the water permits federal water permits were pulled and also the state of South Dakota Republican state all the way they pulled the the uh, permits water permits so that was an amazing thing that just happened so there's small victories along the way but the resistance is what what uh, you know fuels this fight you know we're 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 still an um, but it's always good to come back and touch base, especially on Alcatraz, because you know this is where this is where it's all, it all started. The resistance, you know, became worldwide. Uh, Madonna, uh, when we also want to take the opportunity with your presence here in the Bay Area that tomorrow, uh, October 12th, Tuesday, uh, at the Roxy Theater in San Francisco. We're going to be uh, premiere screening uh, a movie about Dennis Banks called Ojibwe Warrior, the legacy of Dennis Banks. And uh, you knowing Dennis for many years uh, uh, among the leadership in the American Indian Movement. Can you share uh, with the listeners a little bit about Dennis? And of course, they can go to Roxy.com uh, for more ticket information. But share, if you will, a little bit about our... our friend uh, Dennis Banks well you know since uh, again way back in the day when we you know occupied Alcatraz like I said that was the start of the the resistance you know of our peoples specifically nationwide and so when we were young you know coming up and and organizing and in, 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 uh, with the American Indian movement you know Dennis Banks was one of the uh, the people that uh, uh, helped to organize and strategize and whatever over the years. So yeah, you know, he's a, a true brother 
you know, and I'm so thankful that his documentary is coming out because we all have a legacy. We all have this a story, you know, of, of resistance. And uh, I'm so glad that I was I, I'm able to come and be here for this a showing tomorrow. And it, it's so important, you know, for for the, especially the younger generation to to uh, understand and know that our resistance, you know, is continuous. We're indigenous people, so you know it, it's a, it's a responsibility that we continue this this struggle, but also know our past, so that way we'll know our you know uh, the the road ahead. Well, thank you, Madonna Thunderhawk, for that bit of wisdom, and my relatives. Uh, for that occasion tomorrow at the Roxy Theater, roxy.com for ticket information. And uh, of course, today, Sada, uh, the glorious day that it is not a cloud in the sky, and we're blessed somewhat with the air quality. You know, let's hope uh, we don't get terrorized here in the Bay Area by the Blue Devils, or rather the Blue Angels that uh, fly here like. Uh, you know, waiting for an accident to happen, terrorizing. But uh, such as it is with the military industry. And of course, that it was introduced by uh, now Senator Dianne Feinstein, you know, back in the day. And once again, we'll be seeing Madonna Thunderhawk uh, for the premier screening Ojibwe Warrior, The Legacy of Dennis Banks, Roxy.com. Back to you, Sada. Flashpoints live from The Rock, Sarah Blanco sitting in for Dennis Bernstein. Thank you so much, Madonna Thunderhawk and Tony Gonzalez. So, um, I come from the Black Charcoal Street Division of the Ren Running Into Water Clan of the Diné Nation. We're also incorrectly known as uh, Navajo. And um, my father's mother's of the Southern Cheyenne Clan. My mother's father's of the Salt Clan of the Diné. Auto, my father's father is of the European clans. And uh, I hail from Taos, New Mexico. And so happy to be here. And. I just have one little song for you today. Um, and I also just felt very moved to say something today. I know there's been a lot of beautiful words spoken, so I don't want to say too much more, but I just want to say that each and every one of you is a beautiful warrior. Each and every one of you, I can see it today. And each and every one of you has a purpose, a big purpose because Creator does not make anything on accident. We were all put here for a really important reason. And sometimes we lose our way. Sometimes we forget uh, that we have a purpose, but we do. And it's really important in this time to stand up and fight, not fight with weapons that are physical, but weapons that are spiritual, the weapon of our heart and the weapon of our voice the weapon of our love and this world has given us every good reason to to lay down and give up you know we've been through boarding schools we've been through attempted genocide we've been through land theft we've been through uh, the systematic uh, missing and murdering and, and abusing of our women 
I've been through a pandemic, still going through it. And yet, and yet we came here today to stand and fight. This world gave us every reason to, to sit down, to lay down and give up. But we haven't done that. We're here today. And so we need to do that in our personal lives too. There's so many reasons for us to just resign and retire. But we need to take responsibility for our lives. We have the power to make our lives the way we want to make them. And we can do that together. And I believe in every single one of you to do that for yourself and for your community and for your people because you're warriors and you were born for this. And I believe in each and every one of you. Indigenous people, shine your light, we are equal, yeah, yeah. I remember the days when our prayers were illegal. I remember the days when being Indian was lethal, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we had a rough past, but get ready for the sequel. Get ready for the glorious comeback of our people, yeah. Rise up, all you warriors of love. All you answers to the prayers of our ancestors from above. I could feel it in my heart. Can you feel it in your blood? I could hear the seventh fire calling us to wake up. All nations rise. Rise up, cause now's your time. We don't have to hide anymore, cause now's our time. All nations rise, rise up, cause now's your time. We don't have to hide anymore, cause now's our time. With forgiveness as my bow and my prayers as my arrows, pull it back and let go. We watch them fly like sparrows, have hope, have hope. With compassion as my shield and faith down to our marrow, we will walk the pollen path even when it gets narrow. Yeah, yeah. Resurrect. Yes, you can bet that we seen the single mama raising children on the rest. We seen domestic violence tear apart what we have left. We seen the alcohol take it on and leave us dead. We seen the children take their lives when they can't take the dread anymore. No, we can't take the dread anymore. Or no, I won't take the dread anymore. Cause I can't take the dread anymore. Yes, it's a war. But we've seen it all before, and now we know we can change it, cause that's why we were born. We know we are the ones that we have been waiting for, yes. We are the ones that grandma has been praying for, so rise up. All you warriors of love, all you answers to the prayers of our ancestors from above. I could feel it in my heart, can you feel it in your blood? I could hear the seventh fire calling us to wake up. Pueblo hermoso, levántanse, es nuestro tiempo. 
No tienes que esconderte más Porque ahorita es nuestro tiempo This next verse is in Spanish to honor all the indigenous relatives who live south of that imaginary border. And even though Spanish isn't always our indigenous language, a lot of our relatives down there speak it. So I'm speaking to them, saying, I see you, I love you, and we have to dissolve this border that has divided a continent that was once very much connected. Mujer indígena, tú eres tan sagrada y traigas medicina de tu suelo todavía. A pesar del abuso de tu cuerpo y tu tierra, respetamos tus ancestros y la suya cultura. Hombre indígena, tú eres honorable y yo veo la fuerza que todavía sobrevive. A pesar del abuso de tu raza venerable, yo respeto tus ritos, tus danzas, tus pasos. Hey, respeto tus ritos, tus danzas, tus padres, guerreros del amor y guerreros de la paz. Sí, no vamos a escondernos más. We are warriors of love. We are warriors of peace. We will not hide ourselves anymore. All nations rise. You can sing it with me. Rise up, cause now's your time. We don't have to hide anymore, cause now's our time, yeah. Yep, okay. Thank you all so much, and thank you so much to the Cali natives. You guys are the coolest, I mean, all natives are cool, but like the Cali natives, you got something going on. And as Dinette people, we stand behind you in your homelands. <laughs> oh. oh, thank you to Lila June. A big O for Lila June. And now on Flashpoints, we're joined with Tony Gonzalez, and we are going to have a conversation about fighting for our youth. And hopefully, we'll have a song as well. Um, please. Uh, let our listeners know who you are. Hi, my name is George Galvis, coming to you from uh, Alcatraz, uh, occupied Wekmaloni territory, uh, unceded land. And uh, also uh, my work is based in East Oakland, California. I'm with Courage Community United for Restorative Youth Justice. So we're here uh, for Indigenous Peoples Day. You know, in 1492, there was a clash between two irreconcilable worldviews. You know, that of the colonizer represents the three G's, what we call greed, gold, and genocide versus our traditional values of what we uh, refer to as the interconnectedness and interdependence that is really reflected in all indigenous nations. We see the Lakota say Mithakiasin, the Mayans say Enlakesh, but they're the same expression reflecting the same philosophy. And so those prisons, the police, those were all introduced by the settler colonizers. You know, the very first prisons in this continent and the, where the... Uh, Slave plantation and the reservation, the very first police were the slave patrols and the cavalry. And so we're trying to dismantle those systems. We know that it's not a coincidence that the disproportionality are people, young people of African descent and young people of indigenous descent. So that's the work we're doing. We got a campaign called Dream Beyond Bars. We say close youth prisons, build youth leaders. 
And I'm here with my relatives coming all the way from Oglala Lakota territories in South Dakota. This is our sibling organization, Indigenous America's Legacy. Legacy is, uh, they got a community center right there in the Rushmore Mall in Rapid City, and they work on all the tribal communities in the surrounding areas of South Dakota, Wyoming, North Dakota, uh, Montana. Hey, this is David Brown uh, coming here from also here at Alcatraz Island. Uh, I am with I Am Legacy, Indigenous America's Institute for Legacy in Rapid City, South Dakota. We work to, to provide healing for the Ochete Sakowi and the youth to provide sustainable change and, 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 and sustainable efforts for our, our youth. And I, it is my pleasure this morning to introduce the executive director, the founder of I Am Legacy, Mr. Eric Brings-White. Greetings, relatives. Um, I just want to say that so many things today strip, of, strip our people of our sacredness. So I Am Legacy is dedicated to restoring our sacredness and reclaiming our sacred purposes. Uh, the greatest, one of the greatest gifts that our ancestors passed to our people is each other. So with that, I'd like to introduce uh, Delaney Apple for a quick song. California, let Alcatraz, Wahina, in my language, I'm say said that uh, I'm from the Black Hills of South Dakota, and we come all the way out here to stand in uh, in uh, brotherhood with our all of our nations out here at the Alcatraz, and this this uh, represents the the resilience of our people. So um, we have a great chief uh, in the uh, latter 1800s. His name was Tashunkewitko, uh, our crazy horse. So the spirit of crazy horse is is what we walk in. Like um, they say, we walk in the footsteps of our ancestors. So Tashunkewitko, he said uh, when he was uh, alive, that he would never touch the white man's ways and he never followed the white man's ways. So in that way, we, we still practice our ways today. 
We still have our languages. We still have our songs. We have our ceremonies, despite what the the government tried to do to um, with their genocide and their tactics to 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 eradicate our Lakota people. So in the past, we recognize the women. The women were targeted by the cavalry because they the cavalry. It was a tactic. They knew that they were life givers. That if they killed the women of our nation, they they could conquer us. But they never did that. They never succeeded. So we're here, still here today, and we're still fighting, and we still have all of our our strengths and our courages, and we still have our elders and our loved ones. So we're here today. Um, my friends and I, we're we're all Lakotas, and we come out here to South, uh, to the to the Bay Area to support and to stand in with uh, all the relatives out here. So, daku uh, so we always have to stand and protect our ways because there's systems out there and there's people out there that are always trying to take our way of life away from us. So whoever you are, wherever you're at, wherever you're listening, uh, uh, we love you and uh, we support you and be strong and... Um, Stand up for your ways. Head shigala pachim. Matako yase. That was beautiful. Tell us again your name. Delaney Apple from uh, Black Hills, South Dakota. David Brown from Black Hills, South Dakota. Eric Brings White, Rapid City. Many loser, huh? Jordan Galvis, East Oakland, California. Occupy Muwek Maloney territory. And Sada, yeah, I want to thank the brothers here and George Galvis for having introduced them and them being here in solidarity and uh, him singing and the listeners to hear the ancient language of the Western Hemisphere, the brother here with uh, sharing this, uh, this song. And once again, uh, remembering today, Indigenous Peoples Day, even the president himself just recently, a couple of days ago, has declared uh, today, Indigenous Peoples Day, uh, which will now need some federal transformation of what it was called to now Indigenous Peoples Day. So all across the country, more cities are, are picking up and changing to this name. Down in Fresno here in the San Joaquin Valley, Sara, today they're having ceremonies. Uh, a first time there at City Hall in the parque, uh, getting together and and uh, there's a little history to the calling of this day that even began in 1977 in Geneva, Switzerland, at, where the first indigenous uh, people's conference was held at the United Nations. And it was organized by the American Indian Movement and several other non-governmental organizations, if you will. Uh, but uh, indigenous peoples for the first time in the world uh, came together in 1977, Geneva, Switzerland, uh, for that. And in that process, they determined that there'd be a day to signify the unity and the solidarity of the struggle we have as indigenous peoples going forward. And uh, that day uh, had be come to fruition. 1990, there was in Quito, Ecuador, in South America, a gathering of the 500-year uh, Indigenous Peoples uh, Conference in preparation to 1992, where Spain was planning to bring 
three ships, you know, into New York Harbor, all that planning. And then from there, it was going to go to Central through the Panama, the Isla, and up the coast to San Francisco to a finale to mark the 500 years of their discovery. Uh, but uh, so with so much protest, opposition, and lack of money themselves, uh, it ran out of gas, and uh, we succeeded. But that's, this is global unity, a global coordination to having transformed to where Indian people are coming to the table and in many places, and we're struggling together. We know that we're, step, we're walking in step with Mother Earth, trying to bring some balance, trying to Indianize the four or five billion people that are on this planet, that Mother Earth, uh, uh, Mother Earth will go on. It's ourselves we have to be worried about as a people. So it's that unity that this day signifies, uh, Indigenous Peoples Day here in this Western Hemisphere. And internationally, August 9th has been declared as Day of Solidarity with the World's Indigenous People. So these two dates are very significant for the global indigenous international movement that we're witnessing today. Hope. Thank you, everyone. What a blessing. What an honor. Beautiful morning. We're getting ready. We're getting ready for the Aztecas, the Mexica dancers. Sarah Blanco sitting in for Dennis Bernstein on Flashpoints.
dicen que arriba del cerro hay un mundo diferente donde no llora la gente, donde no hay pena y lamento. Abre la puerta infinita, canto de siete
Thank you for listening to a special edition of Flashpoints, honoring Indigenous Peoples Day. I've been your host, Sarah Blanco, sitting in for Dennis Bernstein. Special thanks to co-producer Frank Sterling. Lots of gratitude for all of our guests and for all of the guests at the sunrise ceremony on Alcatraz Island today. And a thank you, big shout out to Radio Free Alcatraz crew. it for another edition of Flashpoints. Our executive producer is Dennis Bernstein. Senior producers are Kevin Pina and Miguel Gavilan Molina. Technical director is Mike Biggs. For more information about the show, to listen to or download archived episodes, log on to flashpoints.net. For questions or comments about Flashpoints, you can contact Dennis at dennisjbernstein at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. 